0: We are a proud member of the 143 Podcast Network.
1: Hey, welcome to another episode of the Music Memory Podcast. My name is Joey Galvez, and this episode, I'm going to be sitting down with a good buddy of mine, that I actually met him in the comic shop. So, but we kind of got to talking a whole lot about music, and uh, I think what was it, Wu Tang? I think we we're reminiscing about Wu Tang. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to started to talking about some good stuff. So today got him in the studio, and we're gonna talk to Jeff McCain. How's it going, Jeff? It's going good. Thanks, Joey, for having me. You're welcome, man. A little bit here. Uh, you you said you had a couple of uh, music memories. We were talking off air here a little bit, and uh, you said that one of them. And, and man, we just listened to a little bit of it. It it was such a good song because Marvin Gaye, Ain't No Mountain. Everybody knows this song, right? I I think there's if if you haven't heard this song, you must be living under a rock somewhere. (laughs) That's definitely for sure. So, uh,
0: yeah, I mean, growing up, um, you know, I was born in the the 70s. So, uh, you know, one of those things always growing up, my my mom especially because my mom was a single parent, Every Saturday was kind of cleaning day and yeah. <laughs> you know me being the only other person i had to help clean she'd throw on the radio or you know tape back then mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my fondest memories were of motown so i mean even yeah. today M- motown is by far my favorite so and yeah. of that Mar- marvin gay and ain't no mountain high enough was one of those that you know just to this day mm-hmm. it takes me back to being a kid again so you know it always hold a special place
1: yeah yeah it's such a good song man uh when i was listening to it a little bit it it definitely take took me back to to a couple of different memories that i had you know just uh, probably the same kind of a thing, just hanging out at home, uh, while my mom's cleaning and just throwing that stuff on Marvin Gaye and all that good stuff and Tina Turner and things of that oh, yeah. nature. Pinter and your sisters, yeah, even. some good stuff, man. And just just hanging out, cleaning the house. That's I think this this is probably one of the best songs to clean the house to, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, I can remember like thinking about it now. It's like I can smell the fresh air from the windows being open. Oh, yeah. Pine Sol, Comet. <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go on and listen to a little bit of that song for you guys really quick. And uh let's bring back some memories. Uh, this is Marvin Gaye, No Mountain High no. Enough. All right. That was awesome, man. That's such a good song there. I it, That one excites me. I, mean, I almost wanted to jump up and start dancing myself. Exactly. It's <laughs> but it's just two guys spell. here in the same room, so we can't do that. That's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, tell me a little bit more about some, some music memories that you got. Um, We got a list here of songs that you wanted to talk about here. You got Marvin Gaye, and then the next one is a classic. I think everybody knows this one, and it's kind of perfect for the time of season that we're in right now. We're in October, coming up on Halloween, and the next one you got here on the list is MJ, Michael Jackson Thriller. I mean, I don't think it really needs an introduction, right?
2: but...
0: You Know coming from a generation of MTV when uh-huh. his videos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, I remember seeing this for the first time, whether it was you know just the special effects in it or you know Vincent Price's laugh at the end, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it to me, it's still a classic today, you know, but uh, can't go wrong with uh, little Michael Jackson, no.
1: Uh, me sometimes me and my ha- my wife have a debate about this stuff because I like a whole lot of Michael Jackson, but th- you know what the thing about Michael Jackson is he's got some killer hits, man, yes, but at the same time he's got some ones that are a little bit lower too, and it's like <laughs> a- a- and there's some a- some artists out there who 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 do that they w- even in one album they they have some great, great hits on the album, and then some of them are a little bit lower, and you're like, this almost sounds like it shouldn't even be on the same album. Kind of a thing. Oh, I think yeah. Bruno Mars does that with at least with, with in my opinion. There's he's got some great stuff, and then some of them you're just like, this almost sounds like it should have been on a different album. <laughs> yeah. It's like it doesn't even fit with the rest of the album. But you know what? That doesn't make them a horrible artist. But no. I think I think uh one of the memories that I have with Michael Jackson and, and not not this song in particular, um I forget what song it is, but he, you know, he was really Um, into creating these like little, little, um, short movies, you know, with his music and kind of, they went on, I think they did that with smooth criminal and all that kind of stuff. And I loved watching that. You, sometimes you would, you'd be watching TV and he was going to release a song and it would show up on TV, like regular TV, not any of these like specials or anything that they got going on now, but it was on regular TV and everybody waited for it.
0: Well, and what was it? I think it was black or white. You know, that uh-huh. was another
1: one. Yeah, uh, another I, huge one.
0: Though another one that I always liked, just being a basketball fan too growing up, was uh, he had the jam with uh, oh, yeah. Michael Jordan. and <laughs> I remember hearing a thing where he, there's a scene in the video where he jumps on his, uh, Michael Jordan's back and Jordan wasn't expecting it, I guess. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> and, and they, yeah, it was kind of, but it's stuff like that, like, yeah. it, you know. I mean, the guy was just amazing, and whatever he did, it seemed like so.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh and and we're only talking about music here. We won't get into yeah <laughs> some no, other stuff. No. Yeah, we'll stick with the music. Because <laughs> yeah, if I had my wife here, she'd definitely go into some other stuff. That yeah. Uh, oh no, <laughs> there, there's other artists we know too that have that issue. But we'll yeah. just leave it to the music, right? <laughs> Let's go ahead and listen to Michael Jackson Thrill. such a good song man i can't we were talking a little bit off air right now and uh we we're talking about one of your memories you said that you went to a janet jackson show and you said you almost got pulled on stage yeah
0: um actually i've been to two
1: different shows but
0: at, at the time it was you know i think i was 19 it was during her velvet rope tour which personally in my opinion was one of her better ones but okay uh yeah i, I was sitting there and or not sitting there. I was standing, but yeah, like a guy right next to me got pulled up on stage and did this whole like dance with him and everything. And oh yeah, I, that's that's. I just looked. And I it was a girl I was dating at the time, and I looked at her, and she goes, "I would have let you even go up
1: there." And I was like, <laughs> oh, "Man, <you> know, yeah. <laughs> one of those things is so. just like, man, that would have been so cool. What a cool memory, man. Oh yeah." Yeah, we and we were talking about um, a, a couple other um, videos that we remember that Michael Jackson did. We were talking about Dangerous and how how how. <laughs> we we joked that that Michael Jackson kind of didn't know how to make these short songs and these short videos. He, they always had to be these super extravagant kind of things. And it, it yeah, was, it I was,
0: definitely don't think he'd be able to survive with today's you know
1: videos being three <laughs> to five minutes. And right, his were always <laughs> epics. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody can. I mean, I think Michael Jackson is definitely one of a kind. Man, he's definitely one of a kind.
0: Oh, I I would completely agree. I mean, I don't think there will be anyone like him again.
1: <laughs> yeah, not at all. I don't think so. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the next song here. You got uh, Dire Straits. Um, tell me a little about that. Then this is actually, you know, I really don't know too much. I, I I'm not going to be one of those guys that says I know all music, all that. I've I've never even heard. So um, I've heard of the, the name sounds familiar, but because I've never like sat down and listened to them, I, I don't know any of their stuff.
0: Uh, a lot of my songs come again from you know being an MTV you know mm. kid, remembering the debut of MTV. Yeah, and I mean Dire Straits was one of those videos again where, I mean, if anybody remembers it, I mean it was all computerized and everything and and just having that and at the time for those kids out there that only know cds or uh-huh. apple yeah. itunes i mean <laughs> this was a 45 so it wasn't even a record it was smaller oh, wow. than a record oh wow so um i had it for the longest time and I, I wish i still had it but you know the dire straits money for nothing was my first 45
1: okay so so, so would this be like one of those songs that if you heard it, you would know exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Just because there's a lot of those band, like where uh, are they? Like an '80s band or yeah? 90s, oh yeah. 80s, no, 80s it, it was okay.
0: it was early '80s. Like okay, ra- around the same time that MTV you know came out, mm-hmm. it was shortly after yeah. that they came out, and I mean just the intro alone is
1: yeah, you know iconic. Yeah. There's a lot of one hit wonders. Yes. You know what I mean tons <laughs> of one hit wonders, and uh, that's that could possibly be why a lot of <laughs> well me at least. And, and and I was born in the 80s, so <laughs> I, I grew up in the 90s, so I wouldn't know too much uh, of this stuff uh, unless I was watching MTV. <laughs> I, I mean, another
0: one of my songs coming up, I mean, is a perfect example, a, another perfect example of the
1: whole MTV thing, but yeah. we, we'll get into that after All right. this. All right, let's go ahead and listen to this one here. Dire Straits, Money for Nothing. and listen to this i know exactly what song that is like i mean you you anybody who's anybody out there had to hear this on mtv at least a little bit (laughs) you know it's all over the place
0: i mean if you were 80s or 90s you you probably heard it at least once yeah like you said you probably didn't know the name but you know
1: yeah uh that's that's happens a lot with all these uh uh one hit wonders everybody calls them i don't i don't really like saying one hit wonders because it almost gives it people always have this like negative kind of uh, you know this negative negativity around what the the term one hit wonder so uh but but there's a lot of great stuff right like like this one like you you know the words you know the song you'll sing along with it once you hear it but you don't know the name of the band I guess that is the definition of a one hit wonder to them, but to any, I I guess, um, to the whole MTV world. (laughs) But I mean,
0: those, some of those one hit wonders on that one song probably made more than some people have
1: made. Oh, yeah, man. There's a, uh, there's a song that I'm thinking of. I forget the name. See, it's happening to me now. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, there's, there's so many great songs, so many great bands. That, that that one song is just so awesome, so iconic um, that you you really... I don't know if you want to say that it's easy for to forget the rest of their music. Yeah. But um, I don't know. That's that's pretty awesome. So tell us about this next one here. You, we were talking about it a little bit.
0: Okay. Um, I mean, this just goes, again, uh, along with that Dire Straits, um, The Buggles, and it's Video Killed the Radio. And for those that don't know uh this is a good trivia if you're into trivia, but this is the very first uh video ever played on m t v
1: wow that's, on, super that's super interesting on eight one eighty one that's <laughs> super interesting man you even remember the the date were you watching
0: yes i oh, I man. remember
1: that <laughs> that's it what were you doing when you were were watching it
0: uh, just mesmerized by this music television thing okay yeah because <laughs> no. that's gonna be huge i mean I was what uh like six, seven. So I oh, mean, wow. just mesmerized. By, and you remember
1: that, huh? Yeah.
0: Wow. That's I, cool. I, I'm, I'm a lot of useless knowledge. <laughs> you know, my wife teases, you know, me and tells my daughter, you know, if you need anything, you know, useless, random knowledge, you know, your dad's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's pretty cool, man. You know, it was just one of those things. And it's like, you know, you grow up hearing music and then like you hear about this thing and this thing video and they're like making a video to this music you know that you like and you're like
1: what what the heck is a music video it it was a game changer yeah so So. it's gotta be it had to have been huge man to sit there and experience that for the first time I mean
0: like I said it goes back to the MJ uh, you know seeing his thriller video Mm -hmm. to you know his other videos to I mean Madonna and like a virgin like all those yeah. songs i mean seeing those videos it's just like excuse me a video could either hurt or help a song yeah i mean i there was a lot of songs over mm-hmm. especially more in the 90s but you'd see a video and be like that doesn't fit the mm-hmm. you know song
1: yeah. or or vice versa or it would be like
0: i like the song more now because the video is awesome yeah, so yeah.
1: sometimes i uh try not to watch a music video because then i was like oh now, sometimes there's the the videos don't uh, make the song as great. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that's exactly kind of what I'm saying. It, yeah. it,
0: you know, you like see the song and you love the song and then you see the video and you're like. It's different. Yeah. I, I've literally, a video has literally killed a song for me. <laughs> it's
1: interesting because it says, the, you know, video killed the radio star here. and right. and, and yet nowadays, like <laughs> there's no videos, you know. So? And and m t v has become nothing but reality t v yeah and it's not even music anymore, yeah, I call it hot garbage <laughs> and uh, it's it's definitely something different nowadays. It's not what it used to be. Let's go ahead and listen to the buggles video killed the radio star I heard you on the wireless back. In- Right, man that song is awesome i think i i, I remember that song a whole lot uh, that's one of those ones that that when you hear it for the first time you're like man this is so cool it's it's a little different uh but it is definitely one of those those uh those songs that stick in your head you know what i mean i completely agree i mean a lot of those 80s songs like you said the one hit wonders
0: or you know whatever it may be yeah a lot of those just stick right there
1: yeah man they're they're so good they're so good I uh, particularly love this one so much because uh, you you were talking to me a little bit about the video how how much you like the video yeah I mean
0: there's so, I I can't say enough about the eighties videos like, <laughs> I know I know a lot of people make fun of the eighties and I mean I had some of the worst probably eighties style back then <laughs> but I, there's still something to this day I mean you know there's so much money put mm-hmm. into videos nowadays that oh, like yeah. those videos then. I mean, you were just excited to see something new. and yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like one of my other choices here that we'll talk about here in a second. I mean, the revolution mm-hmm. uh, of the video was amazing. And as a, you know, small kid, you know, watching these videos, just blown away. I thought it was the coolest thing. And nowadays it's probably nothing, but, yeah, you know, so.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Nowadays, you know, people can make a whole career out of making music videos. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, and, it, and it's this huge thing. And it's, it's, you know, MTV definitely, like you said, it was, MTV became a game changer. It, it changed up how everybody kind of thought about music. You know, it was, it's not no longer this, this, uh, one or two dimensional things. It's now that's this, this, uh, full, um, spec- 360. Yeah. This, this whole, this full spectrum of, of, you can see your music, uh, favorite musical artists, and listen to the, your favorite songs, and and kind of see what's going on. Because there's always that, uh, unless you actually been to a show or or bought some some CDs or 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 back then, forty fives or cassettes or whatever, may, whatever I mean, records or whatever it is, and they had their pictures on the cover. You didn't know what they looked like.
0: Wait, I mean, even way back, like the eight tracks. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know which. Wow. I guess I'm beating myself there
1: too. (laughs) Excellent. Our kids are like, what? Yeah.
0: I've had to explain that to my kid a couple (laughs) of times. What? You you couldn't just do this? No. Right.
1: Yeah. There was a a life before iPhones, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Tell us a little bit about this next one. This is another one that is uh, an iconic MTV um, song here. So
0: the next one is, uh, aha take on me. Mm -hmm. And as I said, the, the video itself was another one of those revolutionary videos. I mean, you know, somebody's drawing a picture and the picture comes to life. And again, back in the eighties, that was crazy to like, see that you were thinking that, whoa. (laughs) Yeah.
1: To see something like that. uh, Um, this was definitely one of my favorite videos when, when, uh, watching this one and and looking at looking at it even today it's just like man this is such a cool concept here i think you said revolutionary i think it it, you can definitely use that word uh for this music video because it definitely was really cool you know there's a lot of people that like uh kind of take that concept and make movies out of it now you know like uh um, there's even shows out right now on like Netflix or what is it on Hulu or something yeah. coming out. that's very similar to this kind of like cartoon type video with, uh with people like actors involved and things of that nature. So yeah, I mean, super interesting.
0: I even, you know, I, one Saturday, me and my daughter were doing something and she was wanting to look at music. And so I said, here, let me show you some stuff. And I started showing her different videos and I showed her this video and she just looked at it and it's like, even in that generational difference, mm-hmm. she still was like, whoa, this video is really cool, Dad. Yeah. And I'm like, see, Dad's yeah. not so boring after all. Yeah. So how, how old is your daughter? She's, she'll actually turn uh, nine on Thursday. Oh, that's super so. cool.
1: Yeah, isn't it awesome when you when you get to show your children uh, something like that for the first time and they enjoy the same types of things? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I love it. Uh, that's our connection is yeah. music. So That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. All right, let's go ahead and play this this song. This one is probably one of my favorite songs. Uh, my my wife loves to throw this song on the radio too, and when we we're in the car, um, she's got a whole eighties mix on her on our Spotify, oh, yeah. so she loves to like play our play her eighties mix. And this one has to be on everybody's eighties nineties mix, right? Oh, great! I mean i I have so many eighty CDs still. <laughs> Me and my wife both like oh, love man. this. That's awesome. Do you have any like old school records of this stuff?
0: I don't. I, you know, it was a couple months ago we were at a garage sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I did manage to find uh, a police album.
1: Oh, nice. So
0: nice. I, I'm so bummed because I, my dad was a huge Chicago fan. Okay. Which, more to come later, but, uh, he had a huge collection and not again knowing at the time but i sold most of them and now yeah. i'm looking back wishing i wouldn't have hung. oh but, man yeah because
1: yeah. records are making a comeback now exactly man. <laughs> all right cool let's go in and play this one this one is aha uh-huh, take on me one of my favorites um i i just can't i can't get enough of of that song i mean
0: those synthesizers alone are just (laughs)
1: epic oh man yeah i'm i'm a huge fan of synthesizers man we were talking about a little bit that i'm a huge depeche mode fan and they use tons they 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 have two guys playing synthesizers man (laughs) exactly
0: i mean it's just like those those things we didn't you know we took advantage and now we're like, man, where is that? And we hear synthesized voices instead.
2: Oh. nowadays.
1: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound as great as synthesized. No. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right, let's take this a little bit into a into a different direction here. Okay. You um you 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 played us a whole lot of stuff that you um listened to um when when MTV uh kind of kind of began and now we're gonna kinda go into a little bit of nineties type stuff, right? Yep. This is my this is kind of in my realm right here. This is I, I didn't really listen to a lot of this stuff, um, but I it was around. And um, you know, you couldn't walk down the street without hearing somebody bumping this in their in their cars. Oh yeah. It was all over the place. You got one of the songs here. Uh, from Dr. Dre, uh, tell us a little bit about that one. I mean, this is probably
0: where it all started. I mean, being a, a white kid from the suburbs, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start that out. But you know, growing growing up with, like I said, as you and you've heard the uh, 80s stuff, but mm-hmm. there was something I remember my one of my friends playing this for the first time and just going, "Wow!" I, I've always been a fan and still am a fan to the stuff I listen to now. With bass lines and you mm-hmm. know beats and this came out and just seeing what he did I mean I I knew of NWA but like when he went out on his own like mm-hmm. I've always been a fan and always will be a fan and I know again we talked about it with MJ his extracurricular activities yeah. <laughs> I mean whatever but the guy as a musician I mean to me is still one of the greatest i I've seen him live you know I've seen a lot of these guys live and yeah. uh, i don't know it, it just it it literally changed my world like i don't want to say i could relate cuz like a lot of the stuff i never did have happen <laughs> but it just i mean most of my friends were listening to stuff like faith no more or, mm-hmm. you know all that alternative certain that alternative yeah. stuff but there was something about that gangster rap and stuff that was just awesome to me
1: <laughs> on my other podcast with my wife uh, we talked about when we're when we're younger we we like to put on different masks and and you you kinda do that a little bit with your music too. You wear different masks, you listen to different music, right? Back in the day I used to um I used to listen to a lot of different stuff. I used to listen to a lot of hip hop um type stuff. I used to listen to stuff like this, like we're like Dr. Dre and Wu Tang and stuff like that. And because of that, I I thought I was like a little gangster or something. So I would wear baggy pants and Ben Davis shirts and yeah. and Lokes. <laughs> But I mean, that was I mean living in California, and 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 uh, I, I lived in North uh, uh Central North Northern California. That's the culture, especially in the nineties, right? That's yeah. how it was in the nineties. Um, so you know it's that lowrider culture where I was from. So we listened to a lot of stuff like this, and you dressed the part.
0: I mean you know you were talking about it on your first um episode of the, you know of the music memory and it it really that was the first thing that popped into my head was uh-huh. you were talking about lowrider culture and that was part of it again mm-hmm. mtv the video i mean to this day i i want a 64 impala <laughs> like you know <laughs> yeah I, man like if if i won the lottery i would Literally go out and try to find that that (laughs) Paula from that video. Yeah, man. You know, I mean, it goes on later with Warren G and the low rider bikes. And I mean, it was just something that was like, whoa, this is so different. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm, again. Mm You know, white kid from the suburbs. Like, <laughs> but it, it just you know him and I. I went to high school with this guy who he was a year or two ahead of me, and he mm-hmm. he was Filipino, but he, he looked like a little miniature version of Dr. Dre. Like he had <laughs> a the jacket and everything, and he would wear That's a hat. Funny. And I'm like, I always was like, dude, you look like Dr. Dre. That's
1: awesome. So. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, man. Back in the day I used to, I, I talked about on the, on the first episode where I built lowrider bikes. I was a part of a lowrider bike car club and, and we would ride around and we would like take our bikes to competitions and things like that. Yeah. And it was just, it was such a cool thing to be a part of something like that because it was different. I mean, in California it wasn't as different you yeah. <laughs> because all over California you saw that everywhere. Um, but man, like you said, you said you want. If you had a lot of money right now, you'd just turn around and go get. I wouldn't get a sixty-four. I would turn around and go get me a sixty-six Impala. Yeah. My dad had one. My uncle bought it first. Oh. It's this like baby blue sixty-six Impala Super Sport. Oh wow. Man, this thing is bad. And um, I've got I actually got a picture somewhere. I gotta go dig it out. I got a picture of it in in our front yard. But my uncle had bought it. My dad did some work to it, and then my uncle um ended up selling it to my dad and so it was ours and i used to we used to cruise around in this thing and uh man i wish we still had it to this day because it would be mine <laughs> yeah i mean you know i i grew up in uh oregon
0: and like i said mainly in the suburbs but mm-hmm. i mean even you know spending part of my time with my aunt and uncle who lived in uh you know portland but uh-huh. i mean it still wasn't i mean being all over the world all over the US mm. portland was not hard by any means oh, yeah. you know i've been in areas of new york you know
1: they're all and, about the indie scene over there
0: yeah yeah and, and i mean back then it wasn't as much but
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know the, it, like i said i mean the same time as boys in the hood but i had a um in high school i bought my first car from my parents and it was an 86 chevy blazer and it was a two tone mm-hmm. black and gray I lowered it, and <laughs> I I never did get a chance to do all I wanted to it, but I had two yeah. 12s in it, and it had the perfect box. And I, I can always remember, and one day my mom actually said, you know, uh, she said something, and I, I came home, and she goes, your stepdad's mad. It was mad. He's like, why does he play that music so loud? And they could hear me <laughs> from around the corner. That's funny. And I was like, I was always, you know, in, in the daytime I always did, but, you know, come nighttime like i would make sure i turned it down before i yeah. even came close because mm-hmm. i didn't want to make the neighbors mad but i mean it was only 2 12 i knew somebody else they had 12 12s in the back of a nissan lowered oh, um man. pickup truck <laughs> i sat that one time and <laughs> it was like i couldn't breathe
1: yeah oh you know? yeah yeah man you see you... but
0: that that whole scene like I, again it comes to, like you were saying with that mm. whole low low rider all that stuff and I was always trying to compete and, you know, I knew some people in car clubs, but most of the car club people I knew weren't people I really, you know, wanted to hang out with because most of them got stuff from, you know, the wrong ways. So,
1: yeah, yeah, (laughs) that's definitely true. (laughs) So the part, the car club that I was a part of was actually really cool because they were all about, um. Community oh. and and getting kids away from that kind of lifestyle. That's kind of why they they created the car club, and they actually called Impact because oh, they nice. wanted to create an impact on the community, and um that's the reason why they got you know because we were a bunch of twelve thirteen fourteen year old kids oh, yeah. who built lowriders from the ground up, and so they were like this is what we are about. We're about impacting the community and creating this, you know, you can still be a part of this kind of culture but not be in the bad part of the culture. Yeah. And I thought that that was an amazing thing, so I wanted to be a part of that. So I think I think that's the reason why I joined because because their message was was that. See, and that that I mean I would
0: totally be down for, but mm-hmm. you know, some of those the guys were just shady people and I was oh, like, yeah, you well, know
1: what? I I'll be by myself. <laughs> Thanks like a lot of them are, man. It's it's, it's sad to say. But, so. but yeah, let's go ahead and listen to uh, Nothing But a G Thing from Dr. Dre. One,
3: two... Three and to the four, Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the dope. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up Cause you know we're about to rip shit up Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble Ain't nothing but a G-bang, baby Too low death bigger, so we're crazy Death Row is the label that pays back Unfadeable, so please don't try to fake this But i uh, back till the lecture at hand Perfection is perfected, so I'm gonna let him understand from a young G's perspective, and before me, they're
1: gonna all right. That one, man, that one it brings back some memories for me. I remember listening to this one. I was telling you about it when we were cruised uh, our lowrider bikes around town. I had a buddy who had a trike, and uh, you know, I, it it's always sounds funny when, when you tell somebody a trike uh, because, but he, he didn't, he had this big, huge box speaker on the back of his trike and and he had it hooked up to a cd player and we wore this cd out man like we listened to this blaring out like the speaker and pe- when when we rolled around the corner people would turn around and you'd see five or six guys riding on their low rider bikes with this guy in the, like in the front or in the middle or in the back just listening to some to some some of this stuff man <laughs> it was it was pretty fun i mean yeah
0: it's funny to like we were talking to the some of the kids today's thinking whatever this music is now the <laughs> mumble mouth or synthesized or whatever riding on the back of a pony somewhere, whatever that is. But <laughs> horses this, in the back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nothing nothing beats this. I mean, I can yeah. remember seeing this like hearing, you know, parents wanting us to or wanting these explicit lyrics. Oh you yeah, know, yeah. Stamps on CDs, and we were like, "What?" And it was like, "This was the first one I ever had that had that," and I was like, "You know, I knew, just knew, I wanted it."
1: If it had explicit lyrics on it, some of your your parents wouldn't let you listen to it. Like that was me writing around that lowrider. Yeah. Like my parents they sometimes didn't like me riding around with that with that buddy of ours cuz they knew that he would play some music that uh didn't really necessarily um go with our views yep <laughs> to put it the least the least you know it was
0: one of my things later on my mom you know told me and it makes me think of one real quick thing between this and a couple other songs but early 2000s my mom worked in California uh huh in East Palo Alto, oh, okay, and you know, a year or so before, had been deemed the worst place to live in America. Oh man! And she she worked there. She didn't live there, but uh, it was funny because she was trying to joke with some of the guys um, that she worked with. She worked at a fiber optic uh, cable company, mm-hmm. and she came. She picked me up because I came down to visit, and uh, she rolled into their thing and was uh-huh. blaring like this, and also like the next song uh, that I'm. Talking about which was, uh, you know, Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice. But, and all the guys were like, oh my God, this, they're probably thinking, oh my oh God, man. this old white lady. And it was like, and they, they like found this new respect. And one guy was like, oh, well, he was a big uh, country dude. And uh-huh. he just looked at her. I was like, Ur. and everybody else was like, oh, shut up, man. What are you talking about? She's cool. And my mom was always that way. Like, my mom, That's funny. My friends would ask, you know, we'd go to a movie on Friday night. and mm-hmm. They'd always ask me, Yo, is your mom going to come? And I'm like, what
1: the heck? Why? Yeah, like, really? Uh, I guess so. I can see, but. Your mom was the cool mama. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's yeah. awesome. That's pretty cool, man. So, this one, this one's going to go out to your mom, then, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Thanks, mom, for always letting me listen to the stuff that I probably shouldn't have, but you know
1: what? <laughs>
0: Still there.
3: there so. go.
1: Let's go ahead and listen to Snoop Dogg. Like I can't even speak to, That's funny <laughs> Yeah. Snoop Dogg Gin and juice
3: With so much drama In the LBC It's kinda hard Being a Snoop D Go double G But I Somehow, some way, keep coming up with pokey, ass Shit, like every single day. May I kick a little something for yeah. the cheese and make a few ends as I breeze through two in the morning and the party still jumping because my mama ain't home. I got bitches in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. In the morning. So, what you want to do? Shit, I got a pocket full. Of-
1: <laughs> I can just imagine your mom listening to that one <laughs> with the windows down. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you
0: know,
1: grow, growing up, she was strict,
0: but, you know, it, at the same time, like, you know, later on, she, she's like, you know, I had to be strict because I was a single mom until my stepdad came around, uh-huh.
1: and,
0: you know, and, and now realizing, and it's just now, you know, first it was my grandmother was kind of my good, you know, good friend growing up, just, she was always kind of there, and now mom's kind of the same way, and she's kind of that way with my uh, kids, although... She doesn't get to see him as much as she'd like. Yeah. does she still live out there? Uh, she actually lives in Missouri now. Oh, okay. They're they're actually going to be coming here shortly. Oh,
1: awesome! That's cool. So, or at That's least cool. I hope so. <laughs> I talked about this this group on my last episode, um, dude. These guys dominated the nineties, man. And, yeah, and and uh, I'm pretty excited about this because they've got a show. I don't know. Have you seen the show yet? We're gonna, no. We're going to be talking about Wu Tang here. No. We were we so were talking cool, about man. This. Oh man, so cool! I, I need to, because I mean, you know,
0: it, the transition from you know Snoop and Dre and you know even even East Coast, you know, like uh, uh-huh. Biggie Smalls, like you know, I know a lot of people didn't get a chance, but I saw him in concert and
1: oh, okay, the, like, that's awesome, things. man.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I didn't, didn't get to see Tupac, but you know, got to see him and. Mm. I ended up getting married, and when I got married, uh, you know, one day I, I was kind of joking at first, but I asked my wife, "I'm like, can I have a bachelor party in Vegas?" And she's like, <laughs> "Sure." And I was like, "Uh, okay, cool." <laughs> and so, you know, that's a little me. that's a little scary. <laughs> so, you know, and uh, call up my friend, and I'm like, "Yo, Javi, man, you got to check this out. Wu Tang is." Gonna be in Vegas at the Hard Rock when we are there. Literally, you gotta get get some tickets, man. So, you know, we're doing this, and I'm like, hey, man, I, you know, shout out to him because, you know, he put my bachelor party on for me. And uh, I said, hey, I'm getting these tickets. He's like, all right, we fly in. He comes from LA, I come from Portland. We literally get in, go to our hotel room, throw our bags in our room, head out, we get there. Uh, at the hard rock and they're literally playing cash rules, everything around me. And we're like, it's like meant to be. And so, you know, we're going and, you know, we we see the whole show. Mm -hmm. Well, they had like a little upstairs lounge where we're, hanging out, uh, after the show and all except for like, you know, method man, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and such, but majority of the group comes up and is hanging out with us. And I'm like, that's awesome. I mean, you you couldn't have like dreamt something this awesome. You know, I mean, yeah, I guess if all of them would have been there, but it's like, wow. But still, man, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's one of the many different music Mm -hmm. concert memories I have, you know, but probably my favorite just because it was like my best friend, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, probably my favorite, you know, overall band, you know, and just to hang out with them and it was like, this couldn't be any better. So yeah.
1: yeah, that's pretty cool, man. I think when we, when we started talking about this, we kind of bonded over, over Wu Tang. Yeah. Um, uh, because I have, I have a cousin who, um, who for a while there, he was a DJ and he used to tour with, with an MC and they yeah. used to tour all over the place and they used to open up for a uh, tons of bands. They did, uh, shows with, um, I think, I can't remember if he opened up for Wu Tang or for, for JZA. I mean, yeah. Um, but but they, they did they toured with Immortal Technique. They went uh with um all kinds of other bands. I can't think of there's there's so many right now, but but it was pretty cool though. Anyway, um there was one time where where um uh, I started getting into this stuff because he was doing this. I was like, Okay, cool, I wanna hear this underground hip hop thing. Yeah. This is I used to listen to, to some of this hip hop that was out there, kind of this Wu Tang stuff that was out there, but then underground hip hop was a completely different kind of uh, entity on its own you know what i mean you got krs1 yep. and stuff like that so i was like all right I, I gotta see what this is about and i fell in love with underground hip-hop because my my cousin was was a dj and he and he, and he was part of uh, many many groups so i had to he- hear what this was about because it was huge here in uh in the early 2000s here in arizona and phoenix and stuff like that so it was huge uh, so a lot of underground hip-hop bands would come out and then um, but anyway, I I got to see some bands, underground hip hop bands that were playing at a show with with Jizza, and yeah. it was pretty cool. And it was what was cool about that it, he wasn't playing any of his new stuff. Yeah, because I think this was right around the time that he came out with Pro Tools. Oh yeah. He, instead of doing his new album, he played all the stuff from Liquid Swords. Oh, see that's... And it was freaking awesome, dude. Like, because that was the one, one like my most favorite uh, Wu Tang album is Liquid Swords. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's I so mean, cool, man. There was liquid swords, and I mean, it, it, I thank my friend Jason for introducing me to it because I mean, I at first I was like, "What?" and he's like, "These guys are like the best lyricists around." I mean, you know, and to this day, I mean, I I don't think and that there ever was or ever will be anything ever like Wu-Tang again. I mean, yeah. you know, the fact that ODB is gone. I mean, <laughs> you know, I saw something. There was a, I think they're supposed to actually be in Tucson in like November. I, oh yeah. Really? Awesome. And somebody goes, Oh, hope, hope they all make it. And I'm like, well, wow. considering ODB is not around, not all of them will make it, but <laughs> he goes, Oh yeah. Good point. But yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I mean, it, uh, even to this day like whether it's cream or you know killer bees you know mm-hmm. any of that stuff i still you know try to show my daughter some of it obviously it's hard because mm-hmm. there's has to was, be pretty edited
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's why uh you know i i really try not to nowadays i really try not to listen to anything um with any explicit lyrics yeah. but when i when i wanted to to um to start this podcast, I was like, There's no way that I can't put an explicit label on this podcast because i'm going to be playing some music and and it's not because i'm I'm showing hey, you know I, I listen to horrible music I'm a horrible person that's not what it's about yeah. it's about you know the memories that go with this stuff, and it, the I, memories, just, the it,
0: freedom of speech right, and
1: yeah. it's just it's the memories you know and and I, even though I like to say I, I I create a clean podcast, you know these these lyrics and these artists they don't yeah create lean the clean <laughs> lyrics sometimes. Yeah. But it's just
0: it's it isn't what they were about. You know, <laughs> they were literally the anti uh, parental advisories. <laughs> I
1: guess so. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and listen to. to I grew
4: up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Saying alive was no job, had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shannon Land, a young dude, you are rocking the gold tooth. Low goose, only way I began to geo was drug loot. Unless started like this, son, rolling with this one and that one, pulling out gas for fun. But it was just a dream for the team who was a fame. Started smoking wolves at 16 and running up in gates and doing it. Wait five No question, I was speed for cracks and weed. The combination made my eyes bleed. No question, I would flow off and try to get the dough off. Shaking up white boys on ballboards. My wife got no better. Same damn low sweater. Times is rough and tough, like leather. Figured out I went the wrong route. So I got with a sick ass click and went all out. Catching keys from four C's, following in MPVs every week. We made 40 G's. Yo, Respect my check not from the gate. Everything around me, Green the money. around the money. still struggling. Survival got me but I'm alive on the I'm back to safe with the streets
1: to stay. That one brings back some memories, <laughs> definitely <laughs> brings back some memories of, uh, of a different part of my life yes <laughs> i'll just I'll just leave it that way, yeah, we, we won't
0: talk about that,
1: yeah that's uh that was back when I, I used to listen to this stuff back in the day, like in uh uh like middle school when i was skateboarding and and i wasn't supposed to be listening to this kind of stuff so me and my 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 friends uh we would uh hang out and skateboard and listen to wu-tang and i was like man this is awesome where we listen to stuff we're not supposed to be and then i rediscovered wu-tang um uh, when i just out of high school um starting uh starting to go back to work go to work and stuff yeah. like that and um we had a then i mean Come on! I'm fresh out of high school. I'm that, I, I'm not who I am now today, yeah. you know. So I was partying, hanging oh, out, and listening to stuff. And uh, we were let's just let's just keep it at that because yes. <laughs> that was a different part of my life.
0: Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> that basically take out the middle school part and high school and after that was me listening to it originally. Spent a lot of late nights up playing whether it was PlayStation or whatever <laughs> video game it was, yeah.
1: you know, and it, yeah, <laughs> we'll just keep it at that. <laughs> doing things we weren't supposed to be doing. How exactly. about that? <laughs> there's a reason we're married and have kids now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. And there's a reason why my wife made me go to church. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. Tell me a little bit about this, uh, this next band here. You're going to play, uh, Nickelback Far Away. And why is that so significant to you?
0: Well, I mean, to start out, I know a lot of people hate on Nickelback <laughs> nowadays, you know, like call them sellout, which I mean, there's plenty <laughs> of bands. I mean, hey, you give me enough money, I, I would probably sell out too. But uh, <laughs> I originally saw them uh, back in the day when uh, Three Doors Down uh, came to Portland mm-hmm. and they had, it was Three Doors Down, Nickelback and another band. I saw them for 15 bucks
4: wow and I mean that that was like
0: Three Doors Down had just come out with the song Kryptonite and I couldn't even remember like a friend was like dude you gotta go see this concert with me and I was like or with him and his girlfriend some other friends and I was like who is it what's the name of the song (laughs) I'm like you know and I I was used to the rap and hip hop and you Mm -hmm. know this was kind of a changing of the guard a little bit and I mean I loved you know Three Doors Down and Nickelback well you know Nickelback you know, came out with this stuff and they were, Mm -hmm. they were a little bit harder than they evolve. they came out with this, um, far away, this album and stuff. And, uh, I got married and I mean, a lot of the stuff, you know, it's more of kind of like a love song. And this was my wife and I's, um, song at our wedding. Okay, cool. uh, You know, so kind of, you know, that happened. We got married a couple of years later. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we end up having our daughter. Well, when my wife was pregnant with our daughter, we actually saw Nickelback in concert. Oh, they awesome. come out with their new CD, and to this day, and I mean, first time we ever felt her kick was at mm-hmm. this concert. Oh so, wow! And uh, needless to say, I was lucky enough to have shots with mm-hmm. the lead singer. He was gi- <laughs> they were giving shots out at the concert <laughs> during one of the songs. But anyways, so you know, maybe call it a guilty pleasure or whatever. But mm-hmm. kind of thank uh Nickelback
1: for some of my you know family you know memories so you that's know. huge man yeah you know, yeah forget all those people who say that they're horrible right <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> it's, it's, I mean hey hey but you know that's that's the, that's the thing nowadays like if you would have asked a uh like fresh 21 22 year old Joey I probably would have said what the heck are you we're not gonna put this on the show what the heck we're not gonna play this song but um no, you know what everybody has their own opinions we have our own um we we like things differently and oh, yeah. this is significant to you because you know you you this was at your you played this at your wedding yeah you felt your your daughter kick for the first time like yep. how amazing is that that's 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 a pretty significant memory to me man and i think that's definitely perfect for 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 this show that's you know that is one big, huge you know that that's why I started this show because you know you were at a concert listening to this song, the first moment you felt a kick from a baby, the best feeling is was she your first yep, the first f- the first feeling that's that's such an amazing feeling. I still yeah. remember the first time that I felt my son kick for the first time the my first kid ever. It's it's you'll something you'll never forget. And that it's perfect that you were you felt it at a show. That's I mean, awesome.
0: Yeah, that, that memory and I, I just remember my wife going, Hey. And I'm like, What? You know, and it's loud already. <laughs> it's like No, she's kicking. And I was like, What? <laughs> and so yeah. And even afterwards, like we would play different songs and that was mm-hmm. the first thing she could really relate to. And yeah. you know, and to this day, she probably doesn't want to admit it as much, you know. <laughs> but yeah, she she still recognizes it. So yeah,
1: it's huge, yeah. man. It's definitely. I'm sure there's something there that, oh, yeah. that she she can remember a little bit. Let's go ahead and play it. such a cool experience man we were talking a little bit about that like the first time you ever felt your first child was to this song yeah and then to play it at your wedding yeah that's that's gotta be like that's a double man that's that's really cool
0: yeah i can thank uh nickelback for a lot of stuff in my life (laughs) weird to say but you know every time i like i said people make fun of her i'm like all right you can call it you know, Guilty Pleasure or whatever. You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of other bands that t- to me are far worse, but <laughs> you know, all right, whatever. So,
3: yeah, but, uh, man,
1: yeah. This next one, um, I love this next band that you're going to talk about here. Um, we're going to be talking about Fits in the Tantrums. Um, tell me a little bit about your experience with them because I've, I've got a really cool story,
0: okay? So, I mean, as I said, whether it's Nickelback, I mean, even you know this kind of a transition to not only my love of music but going on to my daughter's like it started first I'll say before I get to fits but is bruno mars okay you know she was learning to kind of talk and she would always ask for the ah uh-uh ah song and you're oh. we like what okay. well you know hit for those of you that know his songs the lazy song he, you Know as backup singers or whatever, have
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: monkey masks, and so she would always ask for the uh uh, uh song because <laughs> they would you know kind of do that, ooh, 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 so yeah, but anyways, that's a whole nother time episode, <laughs> maybe. But uh, so um, it, it's been a couple years now, and I keep telling my daughter, like, hey, like I want to take you to a concert, you know, and she mm-hmm. likes Katy Perry, she likes pink, and you know, Taylor Swift, whatever, a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh. You know, I'm just like, oh, well, when we moved to Phoenix, I think it uh, it was about two and a half years ago now, and uh, I saw that they were coming, and I was like, oh, man. Well, it kind of came and went, and I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, darn. Well, I saw, I don't know, six, eight months ago that they were coming again, and her really good friend, um, you know, I'm friends with her mom, ironically, Mm -hmm. we'd gone to college back in Oregon uh, for a while, and... uh, I was like, hey, you know, I was thinking about taking Kyla to this, and she goes, okay, we're getting tickets. So we ended up taking them to see Fitz in the Tantrum, and I wish I could give a shout out to the opening band. Uh The girl was real super cool. She was kind of dancing around, whatever. And they actually were out front, and as we were leaving, Mm -hmm. she got to meet them, and the girl was real nice. But uh, that's really cool. You know, the Fitz in the Tantrum. I mean, my daughter loved. Um, She's out of my league, and then they came Mm -hmm. out with the. I can make your hands clap I believe is the name or yeah. whatever. But uh um, Hand clap, yeah. Yeah. And she loves it and you know, now my son who is 16 months old
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's very few things outside of Baby Shark that he'll listen to. <laughs> and
1: that Oh, well, you got to love that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but
0: uh whether it fits in the tantrum or uh the other one is you know, Maroon Five. Mm. You know, a couple of their songs, but uh, yeah. you know, makes makes the whole family dance. So yeah, there's yeah. nothing, you know, fits in Sandrum isn't too bad in our book.
1: Yeah, man, they're they're definitely a really great band. I I um I discovered them uh, for the first time around the same time that they came out with their album. I think it was within the first week that the album came out uh, in 2013 when they came out with more than just a dream. Yeah. And and I don't know if you you remember then, but they weren't really well known as they are now. No, in 2013. And I was going through a rough time in my life, so I uh, and and any time that I go through a rough time in my life, I always go to music. Um, there's just something about music that just puts you into a different place, and it kind of brings you out of depression. It can uh, sometimes it can put you back into a, a depression. Yeah, depending on the music, you know, it can take you Definitely. back to that same kind of place. But um, this was one of those moments where it, it took me to a brighter place in my life. There's, there's another story there, but I won't get into it. Um, but it definitely, when I listened to this, and, and I think uh, one of the songs um, uh, out of my league um, was one of my favorite songs there of theirs. And um, it reminded me of my wife because i always thought you know she's out of my league and and it because of how amazing she was how much how much a great mother she is to my children and it was just this thing that uh it was such an amazing feeling uh to to listen to this and to remember those memories and kind of think back of uh, to a better time in my life then the song that you that you have it it's definitely one of those ones where when I play it for my kids they start dancing they they love this the the beat it's upbeat and it's ex- exciting then my little one he's almost two now he starts clapping his hands too because he's now now he's like oh well, everybody right. else is clapping their hands so he starts clapping their hands my daughter loves it yeah. and it's it's just one of those bands that you know I never thought that I would that that everybody in the whole entire family would love. And and it's infectious. (laughs) I mean, yeah.
0: You know, I I would agree with the whole, you know, if I'm angry, I listen to something angry and I can get rid of the anger, Mm -hmm. you know, with music. And that's what I love about music because it's helped me through some tough times as well. But this is one of those things you have a bad day and you can listen to this stuff and it just makes you happy, makes you feel good inside.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and listen to Hand Clap by Fitz in the Tantrum.
2: Even know I can make your hands clap. Said I can make your hands clap. Somebody save your soul, cause you've been sinning in the city. I know. Too many troubles, all these lovers got you losing control. You like a drug in me, luxury, my sugar. and know. I want your sex in your reflection, when they am holding me close. Cause you don't even know.
1: I can make your hands clap. All right, man. T- fits in the tantrums is just they always excite me man oh yeah <laughs> they're i think they definitely have to be up there with one of my favorite bands like
0: i i mean one of my favorite bands right now and like like i said i mean this whole thing if you would have told my you know young self that uh-huh. that'd be the one thing that i would relate to with my kids you know i mean granted the ones only one literally, <laughs> but you know, my eight year old—it's the one thing that can uh, appease her, and you know, I, as I told you, I was almost wore this shirt today that I got at the music experience up in Seattle. It says, "When words fail, music uh-huh. speaks." Oh yeah, you know, yeah, you know I, mean? that's awesome. It, it, it is. I mean, you know, just I, I mean, just in your experiences, I—I'm I, not a very um, outgoing person Mm -hmm. i've been introverted and i joke a lot saying i don't really like people and i say that as a general just because some people are so but you know i mean just in a little bit that we've talked Mm -hmm. i mean you know and i tell my wife i'm like hey you know i filmed this person they're like what and i was like well they liked wu-tang you know like (laughs) whatever but uh
1: wu-tang and comics yeah (laughs) wu-tang
0: and comics i mean what more do we need right but i mean fits in the tantrum you know, as we talk about on this uh, podcast, you know, talking about genres that maybe we wouldn't necessarily listen to at one point in our life or another. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether you like hard rock or you like country, <clears throat> give Fitz a chance. I mean, maybe that's a, <laughs> a new slogan for the thing. But, you know, they're a f- one of the few bands that doesn't charge several hundred dollars anymore for to see them in concert.
2: Yeah.
0: And I mean... It was fun. It's a good family show. It's not like they were swearing mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, because you've see,
1: you seen them uh, just a couple of weeks back, you said. Yeah. and That's I mean, awesome.
0: Took my, like I said, daughter, uh, her best friend, and her mom. We all went and had a genuinely great time. That's I awesome. Mean, you know, definitely worth it. I have some memories that my daughter will never forget, her verse concert, which I, I wanted to do. Because you know yeah. of my love for music, so I mean, I told my wife, you know what, you can take her to her next one or a country <laughs> show. But
1: that's awesome, man. That's pretty cool. I, let's let's go ahead and uh, and end it there. I think uh, we we've gone over. Uh, we said we were going to do an hour. <laughs> wow, but it's all good though, because cause, man, music is makes makes you makes you happy it keeps you going man um so again jeff i appreciate you coming on and doing this with me this is awesome i love hearing about all these music memories that you have uh definitely uh i i have some of those those same kind of uh relations to, to some of these songs too. like uh, a lot of that 90s stuff man that's 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 a big huge part of my life and then fits and tantrums one of these one of those big um uh, points in my life that kind of changed uh you always have those significant moments in your life when you kind of like change yourself a little bit. And sometimes I I don't want to, it's kind of funny to say that music helps you change yourself sometimes, yeah, but it's true. It's music is so powerful that it does. Yeah. I mean, Music speaks volumes. Yeah, like uh, what was that 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 saying that you said? It says, when when words when when words fail, there you go. When words fail, music speaks." I love that. That's so true. And I mean, music's
0: always there. So yeah, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, I can drive in silence or whatever," and it's like I can't handle silence. I was an only (laughs) child, you know. My mom used to joke with me and be like, "I don't understand where you got it from," you know. and, And I unfortunately lost my father at a very young age and
2: Mm.
0: you know she's now seeing a lot of those things in me that Mm -hmm. you know she saw in in, uh him so i mean you know and if i can pass that on to my my kids you know but you know i i thank you joey because you know this is one of those things i don't really get to talk much about you know Mm -hmm. music you know so the fact that i can do this and relate you know to it, I hope we we have nothing else taught. Some people that have haven't had or listened to maybe some of this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. give it a shot.
1: Yeah, go out there and create your own music memory, man. That's yeah. that's one thing that I like to say on this show. And anybody that that likes to contribute, if you haven't created your your music memories, which I don't think I've ever met anybody who hasn't, um, go out there and create some new music memories because this is this this stuff is so powerful.
0: I mean. I told a, a kid I volunteered at a camp and I told uh, another kid that was a counselor. He was a younger kid. And I said, man, life's too short. You got to do the stuff you want to do. And so this summer when I went, he's like, man, he's like, I got to tell you. He's like, I've seen like four new shows, you know, four That's new awesome. you know, mu- music shows. He's like people I never thought I'd see.
1: That's I'm like, pretty see? cool. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, well. Let's go ahead and wrap it up there. If anybody would like to contribute to the Music Memory Podcast, you can email me at themusicmemorypod at gmail.com. If you would like to leave a voicemail, you can leave us a quick, clean voicemail on the voicemail line at 480-256-8531. If you would like to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, we are there as well. You can leave us a message. Tell us a quick, short message about one of your music memories, and we will read it on the show. Um, keep an eye out for us because we're going to be doing a whole lot more of this. Uh, really special podcast uh, that is definitely one of those things that I'm passionate about. I, I am super, super passionate about music. Um, you know, we were talking about fits and tantrums. Uh, let's go to play out one of their new albums. I haven't heard it. I'm just going to play a random song. I think I'm just going to play the number one on the on the album here. And let's kind of end the show with one of these songs here. Sounds good. Oh, All right. Well, thank you for coming. We'll see you guys later.
2: It comes and goes. We're out here chasing a feeling. Up high, down low. We go from the floor to the ceiling. We fly, we fall. We get back up and try again. Some do, some don't. Some will, some won't. Just little